Hola, chicas. Welcome to the Life Links podcast, where we encourage women, especially women of color, to live our true diversity out loud in whatever way makes you feel empowered and joyous because we're not blending in. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, and also the creator of this content. So if you want to chat more about what we talk about on the show, please reach out to me on whatever platform you enjoy on social media or our website at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X. I'd love to engage with you more on these topics and hear more of what you have to say. We had some fun yesterday with the Tutu Tuesday, the 22nd day of the second month of the 22nd year of this century. Being this Latina engineer, I absolutely get hooked on numbers, so I had to look it up. And yesterday sets the tone as a feminine force towards harmony, teamwork, and relationship. Basically, this is our years, ladies, for equity. I think the U.S. women's soccer team can attest to that. Megan Rapinoe, whoop, you badass chica. Plus, I loved your hair. <laughs> I want to take a moment right now and just give a big shout out of love to you. All of you, not just Megan. A warm embrace to pause in the moment and relax into yourself. This episode is going to be a little tricky, maybe a little angsty. So please recognize you're not alone here. We're all in this together. I just like bringing these topics up now so you can stop, stop carrying it forward because a lot of this needs to get readjusted. And that call for diversity, of living your true self out loud, that's less a call to action and more an invitation of support and validation. Validation goes a very long way to soften feelings of uneasiness. For instance, have you felt overwhelmed and out of your league? Or maybe areas of your life are unbalanced. More work, less rest, and the future feels tenuous. There's reason why this is happening. And it's been a generation and almost two now in the making. So today, let's consider some how we got here moments and link them together for the big picture. Let's step back a few decades and understand generational expectations, because it's so important to frame yourself accurately in your current day. There's a big difference between maturing into an adult role and being thrown into one prematurely. I tend to speak about this often on the podcast because this sets a lot of things in motion that you may not get a chance later to reevaluate. Often, childhood greatly affects the projection of our lives to the point that we don't later give ourselves credit, forgiveness, and huge hugs for both the joyous and difficult times we experienced. So now would be a great time. Pull back the throttle. Relax a little bit. Sit back and go, dang, girl, you're doing great. That is the key to today's episode. Taking a moment to reflect on today's expectations and deciding if they're on point for your health and well-being. 
Do you have the life skills necessary to move into your 30s and 40s with a sustainable happiness? With that understanding, you can adjust your own expectations and gain peace of mind to move forward with. And as always, I have a humorous personal story of being tested on my own life skills, learned from my Peruvian culture. Admittedly, some life skills evolve out, but others are so valid to remain because they are the core of our well-being from generation to generation. Every generation has a call to action based on demands from their country or society in general, and usually the demand is due to people behaving badly. And as society has become more transparent lately, we realize how unnecessary those call to actions were. The evolution, or even devolution, of the last 40 years has created this one plus one equals three scenario, leaving anyone under 45 wondering how we got here. And anyone under 25 thinking they have to be in charge. Generational expectations keep piling up on the youngest, which is totally opposite world for humanity. Now, there really is no definition of when great accomplishments can occur in one's life. I'm not talking about hierarchy as though you had to wait your turn. Hopefully, you've already had many throughout your life, but it's perfectly fine to have your one moment and at any age. Each new generation blessedly believes they will change the world, and they do. But sometimes, it's at too high a price. Youth has done amazing things. Malala courageously took a stand against the Taliban at 15. Greta Thunberg valiantly presented her climate change argument to the UN at 16. Emma Gonzalez passionately demanded gun control laws immediately after surviving the Parkland shooting. She was 18. But these young women were born with a gift, a gift to rise to their destiny when humanity was acting badly. They called BS. That's not to say they enjoyed their experience, but still they were compelled to act. They could not withstand seeing the people behave badly. But this bravery shouldn't be expected for their generation or the next. And yet, if society sees children taking on these roles, it tends to expect it from them. And without the innate gift to deal with these extreme situations, young people can be unknowingly traumatized in taking on those roles. Perhaps even blame themselves for not being able to handle the role and then continue on in life with this unfair assessment of themselves. All the while, where are the adults? So how do we dig out from this heap of expectations and free ourselves, each generation, and the new ones coming from this daily anxiety and worry? How do we correct it? That's the beat on the dance floor today, ladies, so let's lighten the load, shall we?
Current day life for young people is insanely different from when I was young. It's so much more difficult. And I'm not that old. But that's not to say we didn't have stressors either. We didn't have to worry about being adults, though. Unfortunately, some of my friends definitely had to deal with things outside of childhood because parents were coming home from war. And black communities were literally being attacked here in their own country, destroyed even. Brown communities were viewed as violent gang members. And there was a lot of anger across the generations. Even so, for the most part, adults could be relied on to protect the youth. Then the 80s came, and the generational expectations began to change. For as much as many freedoms were set in the 80s, a lot of societal ills began too. Ills that hadn't been present before. And with that, a regression of adults into these really immature behaviors, including the greed, which began to skyrocket at the demise of people's well-being. And that greed is still present today in the corporations you work for. That's why this is spanning generation to generation. The trickle-down effect of this greed reached all the way to the adults who were raising families. And adults didn't want to take on the burden of raising children if it meant their fun and freedom from all that wealth would be compromised. And so there were two things that happened. Children were left to fend for themselves without adult guidance, and adults waited to have children until they were financially secure. Both were detrimental to the next generation because in one case, children weren't being taught life skills or family support, and in the other, kids were growing up expecting life to be easy and without struggle. Also, women had begun careers and were working full-time, which was fantastic. The first time in this country. But society didn't rise to fill the need for their children. Instead, kids were going home to empty houses and fending for themselves. There weren't any after-school programs or extended care to offer the kids to be in a safe place because for the majority still, there were mothers at home waiting for the kids. So there was this gap, this unexpected responsibility placed on the kids, and they called us latchkey kids. Now, I say us, but I was never allowed to be home alone. But that was a privilege, even though I didn't feel like it then. It was a privilege because my parents had their own engineering company and they could base their daily schedules around our needs, which made me feel really cared for. And most especially, I felt important. That's not to say we wouldn't rather be goofing off at our friends' houses. It was this totally mixed bag of emotions, right? Depending on how rascally I was feeling on any given day, I could find a place to play that out. Still, it's a pure luxury to have the option to come home to someone who will take care of everything for you. I love that even today. But this luxury was a commonality in our Peruvian household. Children 
were the focus of the family, and rarely were they excluded from all the fun and activities. You didn't have parents going one way and children going the other. They all were going to the same place to show up together. And this really made us feel special. It made me feel so secure knowing that regardless of what I was doing, regardless of how I was feeling, our friends and family were looking out for me. If you feel safe all the time as a kid because you're not having to make adult decisions, then there's less room to develop anxiety. You feel safe. You develop an innocent freedom of ignorance, of not knowing bad things can happen because you're shielded from the experiences without even realizing it. Our culture nurtured the generational expectation that adults were to take care of the children by sharing their lives together. There wasn't any animosity in the parents of missing out on life because of familial obligations. And there was no stress of having to be in two places at the same time. The parents were thriving in their lives while teaching the kids what their role would look like as adults. And like you've heard on my earlier episodes, I could not wait to be an adult because it looked like so much fun. But still, at the same time, kids were allowed to be kids. We seem to have lost this simplicity of kids being allowed to be kids. Or 30-year-olds being allowed to be 30. Or 40. Think about it. Think about the little girls who are taking on these adult lives, even in their birthday parties. And I've seen this eight-year-old birthday party where this chauffeur comes, and I'm not wealthy, (laughs) to pick up these girls, take them to get their nails done, and then go to lunch. Now, I want to do that for me today with my friends. But if you're doing that at eight, what are you doing at 16? Well, then the parents get all excited and they have to rent a house somewhere and have a big group for the weekend. It's costing them thousands. If one parent does it, then the others feel compelled to follow and the competition begins. The parents begin the anxiety of feeling pressured to outperform their peers. And all the while, the kids are looking to the parents to learn how to act as adults. Here's where those generational expectations start evolving. And what's not being learned is that this behavior is unhealthy and overburdening people with unwanted expectations to perform, even outperform, in order to be accepted. Are you feeling this? Have you come this far out of sheer determination, but maybe not all the life skills or support you needed? to mature into this role? It's time to take that load off, ladies. It's time to reassess. That burden is too much to keep carrying unless you've got all the life skills needed. You want to be able to move forward in life feeling agile and joyous so that when the real challenges come up, and they do come up, you're ready for them rather than feeling exhausted and unable to handle it. Let's take some time now and reflect on it a bit. Remove the burden from yourself and just exhale. 
the generational expectations placed on you by society were probably not on point. You can remove your younger self right now from that responsibility. It wasn't supposed to be yours. And reframe it today in your mature self. This is a more collective version of the question, what would you tell your younger self? And if you heard episode 20 with my special guest, you know I don't like that question in general. But in this case, since we're talking about maturing from the children to the adult, I think it's a great time, especially being a young adult, to reconsider what you could have learned as a child that would do you so much value today. Perhaps you would say it's okay to tell others when you feel overwhelmed or overburdened because it's what you experienced and you didn't know that wasn't the norm. It was up to them, the adults at the time, to make you feel safe. Imagine how empowering that would be for you now to admit you don't like a situation you're in. Because if it makes you feel uncomfortable or overwhelmed, you shouldn't be in it. You don't have the tools to be in it yet. And those around you can help you feel better. Now, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that I have a pretty strict upbringing with some old-fashioned cultural standards that didn't always jive with my personality. But still, I was and am a very dorky chica overall, and so I didn't care about almost all of the worries of teenage girls in my time. I wasn't going to fit in regardless. And that worked out for me as an adult, but not always for me as a parent trying to raise the next generation. I tried really hard to support my girls with just enough evolution to keep them on pace with their peer group and their natural growth. But sometimes <laughs> there were some really bad moments. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no generational knowledge of what to do for the next generation. For instance, Pretty sure we don't need to follow my mom's rules of white granny panties for women until they're married. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you what happened to me. That's going to be on my special secret episodes. And so I had absolutely no skill or knowledge of what to do for my daughters. It was so awkward. I was such an awkward mom. Oh, Lord. I just slid the cash over on the counter. Here, go shopping with your friends. I don't want to know. Wash your own. I don't want to see them. <laughs> no life skill. But I did pass down an invaluable life skill that I both experienced in our family growing up and learned again as a parent. It came from a time in Peru that was so magical. Not for its extraordinary experience, but for its absolutely ordinary one. We were down there for a family wedding when my girls were only four and six years old. And the first celebration involved introducing the families who had never met before. So we all had the jitters from high expectations, right? Are they going to like me? Are we going to like them? Do I look good enough? Is this what they are expecting? Woof. And as we arrived at the party, 
The hostess opened the door with this broad smile and noticed my little girls. And immediately she dropped down on one knee and was looking at them eye to eye. She took them by the hand and led them to where the other kids were in the party and offered them food and drinks and introduced them to the teenage girls taking care of them and saying, oh, these are your friends for the night. And all the while, we're left in the doorway. Now, here, that might be rude. Here, people probably wouldn't even bring the kids. But we knew what to do. This is how we were raised. We just walked in, introduced ourselves, grabbed a drink, grabbed some food, as if these were all our old-time friends. We were adults, and we should be able to maneuver in an unknown situation confidently. This was so on point. We, as children, had always been reassured that our needs were met before the adults, so by the time we became adults, we knew it was time to turn over that role. We were no longer the children. We did not need the attention. We did not need to be handheld. They did. This is the valuable key to what we're talking about today. Generational expectations are only valid if the prior generation laid the groundwork for those expectations. A prior generation should reassure the younger people that their needs will be met first, that they will be taught the skills for becoming an adult, and that they will be handed over a world that is evolving rather than devolving. Unfortunately, this didn't happen over the last two generations because of that greed factor. That greed factor that's still pulsing in your corporations you're working for. So, we have some correcting to do to get to a place of that reassurance and calm, of knowing what to do in unknown situations. But we're going to do this together across all generations, and relieve the burden on our young adults and our youth so that they can be happy and thriving. Okay, time to inhale again and exhale. All that past hard work, getting this far under some pretty harsh circumstances. Let's focus on caring for you individually first. Because as each individual reaches a point of reassurance and calm, then we have a larger population of calm, and life becomes kinder. So how do we do this? Honestly, I think the answers are in the diverse cultures that make up our society and world today. That's not to say that any one culture has the answer. Instead, consider it like this. When individuals of any culture don't adapt to the masses, don't blend in to the norm, they carry a different way of doing life, a different perspective. Those differences may be the answer to the problems that a homogenous crowd may accept. Because when a majority doesn't have an answer to the problem, it normalizes the problem. 
diverse cultures instead tend to have a wide base of purpose, either from the inherent nature of their country or from not being accepted here in America. For Latin countries, religion and family are everything. Work is just work. You're proud of it. You're successful at it. But wealth is not considered a reason to let go of faith and family. Coming here for a better livelihood only strengthens these bonds in order to endure the struggle of not being accepted. Latinos and Hispanics bring a piece of their home here for comfort. I remember seeing my mom always breaking into the songs from her childhood. So there's music and there's dancing with friends and there's the styles and the cuisine. It's all brought here as though they're wrapping themselves in it. And do you see how all those aspects, the spirituality, the family relationship, activities, food, take the focus off work performance and spread out the focus over different facets of wellness? Diverse cultures still relish in these facets rather than sacrificing them to excess profit and self-purpose. Think about the black population's emphasis on family, fashion, gatherings, faith, music, entrepreneurial businesses. I can go on for a long time. The strength of the black women, especially matriarchs, caring for the entire family, and being considered queens. Think of Rihanna standing up against the NFL, refusing to perform at the Super Bowl if Colin Kaepernick was not allowed to take a knee. She didn't trade her moral ground for more profit, and she is doing just fine. Plus, she's having a baby. Oh, she looks so pretty. And being named the national hero of Barbados, her homeland? Are you kidding? Love her so much. Good Lord. In all these cultures, the family structure is intact. Parents are adults. Kids are kids. Everyone knows their roles. And yet everyone helps each other. Generations rely on each other to learn both forward and backward. Generations have respect for each other in both directions. Each generation learns at a sustainable pace that's natural to humanity because focus is placed on each other. Whoever needs help is given help. Generational expectations are on point. There are answers to be found in these cultures even if there remains burden from struggle, and maybe even because of it. We can learn how to keep joy in our lives, take care of others, and reach out in types of need, all the while creating a better world, a more evolved and kind world. This is why we need diversity in our society and our communities. Answers of ongoing issues are found in the depths of diverse cultural experiences. Answers to the problems created when people behave badly. 
Problems that carve chasms within our communities from one generation to the next, laying this undue burden on its youth, are youth. Are youth suffering from mass shootings, from overwhelming student loan debt, from inability to purchase homes owned by corporate investors? Diversity is the bridge. Life is long, ladies. So give yourself time to both catch up and learn at a pace natural for where you're at in life. And base it from the diversity around you. If you don't have the answer, look around to every possibility. See what resonates with you. That's the key. You've been thrown in the deep end enough without knowing how to swim. You have been the adults from a very young age without being shielded from the bad behaviors of others and the results that came of it. So maybe try waiting in the shallow end for a while and framing what's sustainable for you now, in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s. Coming back into that shallow end can be applied at every stage of life because when we begin to feel overwhelmed, it's most likely from taking life on all by ourselves and without the skills we need at that moment. Turn to others. Learn the life skills that they have. Understand the diverse cultures and see what resonates with you there. We would love to see how you lightened your load and readjusted your norm, so tag us on Instagram and Twitter at LifeLinks. Take a look on our website at thelinks.com for each episode's transcript and some articles linked to what you've heard here, like the amazing introduction I had to Barbados when Riri was proudly participating in the Carnival Parade and everybody, everybody there calls her Riri. It's amazing. Plus the gorgeous pics of the island, the most beautiful place on earth, absolute island of angels. A big shout out to our global audience. So grateful you're here with us every week and learning to support each other and keep our human touch. I would so love to see you thriving wherever you live across the world. I would love to hit every country on this planet to see how they live life, to learn from each other. Show us your happiest facet of living now. Step into your truth, ladies. Ciao. Really appreciate the time you take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out to us at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at LifeLinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva!